Hey everybody, welcome to Crackpot, the podcast where each and every week we talk about a different conspiracy theory and discuss the merits or demerits of each. We're your hosts, I'm Tim. And I'm Zach. And actually we got a different show for you lined up today. What are we talking about? Cars? <laughs> Planes? <laughs> we are talking about <laughs> telephones, maybe? Yeah, we cool. are doing our first call-in show here. So uh, through the miracle of podcasting, uh, we can unfortunately not do it live. So don't pick up your phone right now as you're driving and try to call in. But... Pull over to the side of the road, <laughs> right. turn the car off, make sure it's right. safe, then call in. <laughs> right. We have gotten a number of calls so far. We are going to play five of them for you today. So we got people that are calling in and telling us some different ideas, different things they liked, and uh, different things they want us to look into. The first one we got here, I believe we have Juno from Los Angeles. So let's go ahead and play what he has to say. Hi, this is Juno calling from Los Angeles uh, regarding the Crackpot podcast. Uh, first of all, fantastic podcast, really entertaining. Uh, I listen to it on the way to work, and uh, it's it's funny. The um, chemistry between the two hosts is great and uh, just really entertaining overall. I was calling because uh, the NFL uh, conspiracy theory analysis is fantastic. Um, just makes sense to me that a billion-dollar industry like the NFL is uh, corrupt, although I was going into it with an open mind. Uh, the points brought out in your podcast were absolutely fantastic. In terms of an idea for a new podcast uh, topic, I am really, really interested to hear your perspective on uh, the supposed bunker underneath the Denver International Airport. Uh, this is supposed to be some kind of secret base for the Illuminati. Um, sounds really interesting in terms of uh, just the conspiratorial aspect of it, uh, in terms of just how many people have so many different opinions on it and how some people are 100% convinced that there is a bunker underneath this thing. So my suggestion uh, something I would really love to hear about is the bunker underneath the Denver International Airport. Again, this is Juno calling from Los Angeles. Love the podcast. Keep it up. Let me know in any way how I can support it. Thanks a lot, guys. Bye. Well, Tim, uh, we actually had a couple of calls about the NFL here. Juno brought up a few good points. First of all, thank you, Juno, from Los Angeles. We appreciate it. And... I, too, love the NFL show, but you know what? I'm a little biased. Not saying I'm wrong, but I do admit a little bit of biasy here. But one of my favorite episodes. Um, the NFL corrupt? Who would have thought? I think it's totally believable. I really like that angle. Yeah, I got to say, so the NFL, to me, while it would be really, really super hard to get that many people involved, all on the same page with pursuing some sort of narrative or maybe even betting... Um, it's not to say that it's impossible, and clearly it's been done. I guess the question is, how frequent, you know, is yeah, it going forward? Absolutely. So, you know, you think about each game on any given Sunday, even if just one of those or a play is rigged in some manner, kind of disturbing, and also not that hard to pull off, I, I think, anyways. Right. No, and, and I'm with you on that. And we kind of talked about this uh, quite a bit on the actual episode, but I agree the idea of a, a total uh, narrative being uh, written at the beginning of the season and, and uh, that trying to be uh, followed through 
for the 16 or 17 weeks uh, for the regular season. Probably unlikely, probably not that true, but exactly. The idea that certain games could be rigged or uh, swayed because of gambling influences or things of that nature, referee bias, whatever it might be. Totally, totally believable and uh, not <laughs> not something I like to think about because, uh, again, I do love watching some football. So what do you think, though, Tim, about Juno's comment regarding the Denver airport? That one is actually on our list. It is on our list, and it, it was there uh, because uh, someone who I know uh, who does listen to the show, shout out to Greg and Maggie, uh, suggested the Denver airport, and I was like, yes, I know that one. I got super into that probably about like five or six years ago, actually probably further back than that, but it doesn't really matter. It is really interesting. And uh, like Juno said, there's a lot of people that believe this bunker or Illuminati or just overall something weird going on at the Denver airport. Now you've been to Denver airport, right? Not to the airport. So I've been to Denver a handful of times. Strangely enough, always driving through. <laughs> you you fly all the time. You fly more than like anyone else I know. And you're telling me you have never been. I've never flown to the Denver airport. Yeah. I know. It, it is a weird, weird place. Without giving too much away. Yeah. The artwork, Ugh. the design, and just the architecture. And like, like Juno mentioned, the idea of it being built on top of something. I'm not saying I believe it, and I'm not saying I don't, but it's weird. It is definitely weird and definitely on our list. Thank you, Juno, for highlighting that. I think we'll move that one up, uh, probably do that sooner rather than later. And I'm super jealous because I totally wanted to do that one, but I've never been there, so I kind of feel like I don't really have maybe. The, uh, maybe you are the perfect person to uh, do Interesting point. Yeah. We'll have to discuss that a little bit later. Awesome, man. Well, we received another call regarding the NFL being rigged conspiracy, and so we'll uh, we'll cut to uh, Ben here in Minneapolis to uh, give us a few thoughts here about what's on his mind. Hey, guys. It's Ben from Minneapolis. Hey, I'm a big fan of the show. Uh, I wanted to share a comment on the NFL rigging episode. Um, I mostly agree with you that it's you know, possible to pull this off. Uh, but on the gambling front, I don't think – there's enough attention that gets paid to the betting lines on professional sporting events and for the most part, how crazy accurate they are. So case in point, uh, because you guys brought up the Vikings, take a look at the Minneapolis miracle. Kenny Diggs earlier this year, great throw and catch, kind of an unbelievable finish, but a little suspicious in the fact that it gave the Vikings a five point win in a game that Vegas favored them to win by exactly five points. Um, you could argue that maybe the following week, the blowout loss to the Eagles in the NFC Championship sort of debunks that theory, but in a way it almost felt like it was a, a direct attempt to do so. I mean, a, a lot of people were wondering how a second-string quarterback uh, could inexplicably blow out the best defense in the league by 31 points. But entertaining nonetheless. Anyway, uh, keep up the great work. Uh, big fan. Thanks. Hey, thanks, Ben. Uh, first of all, thanks for calling in. Um, you know what? I That's a really good point about the betting lines. Um I'm going to be perfectly honest. I have never gambled in my entire life. Wait, 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 wait. Not even like a like a scratch off lottery. Yeah. No. no. How about a okay? You've already Powerball no, ticket. No. No, but what about like a slot machine? No. Really? Really? But you've been into a casino, right? I, that one time, but I didn't spend any money. Interesting. <laughs> now, okay. That said, I have uh, done like NCAA pools with my family and stuff like that. But um, as far as like betting lines and things like sure, that go. Sure. I don't 
honestly know a lot about them. The little bit I do understand, like, um, you know, if Vegas says the game will be within three points, you bet to see... I'm, I'm just showing my ignorance. I should just stop talking. Uh, Can you explain this to me? Well, yeah. So in short, what you're what you're essentially betting on, and there are different ways to go about this, but you're betting on what the final point spread will be, okay. or what the differences in like the score will be. So, yes. You know that's yes. That's what I was trying there, to sure. A couple it, different angles to it, but in short, that's what you're just trying to land on the final score or how close it's going to be. And so there have to be a number of uh, factors that go into this, and so some of it has to do with strength of schedule, you know, how teams are playing out, um, and so what it what it amounts to then is you're essentially betting on the final score of the game. Okay. And so, yeah, Ben is exactly right. And I had mentioned it kind of in passing during that episode that, you know, don't forget, it could also be just to to cover a point spread, for instance. So we did a little looking, and a uh, source that I'm looking at said that 2.7% of games within the last, I think it's like five years, landed exactly on the closing line. 21% of all games were within three points of the closing line, and 46.2% of, of games were within a touchdown. So what that says or what that suggests is that while it's true, a percentage of the games do come out within uh, within the spread, certainly some or many of them are outside of the scope of what was in that betting line initially. So um it probably, I think there's a bit of recency bias when you're, especially when you're gambling and you're feeling hot or you're looking back and saying, okay, I bet a certain way. It probably feels way different, especially if you're losing or if you go on a hot streak. Um, sure. I bet that has something to do with it, but it's a fascinating point. And also, you know, one of the points that we brought up during the show was if you could just pay, let's just say, a long snapper to miss snap yep. the ball or for somebody to miss a, uh, miss a tackle, you know, that those are very subtle ways in which that person, and let's just say a rookie who was drafted in the sixth round that's making 400K a year compared to the Tom Brady's or the Aaron Rodgers, you know, to make that or to miss that play and get paid out even one or two million bucks for that one inaction, effectively, they've already doubled or tripled their salary. Um, and given how much money is involved in gambling and the NFL already, Hey, right. I would say that's a very good possibility. Yeah, and we're not saying it does. We have no proof that anyone has done it, but it is entirely uh, believable, I, I would say. Love it. Should we uh, Should we go to the next call here? Yeah, bring All in right. the next one. Who do we got? Um, we have somebody named Kathy, I think, from Milwaukee. Give me just a sec here to, uh, to queue it up. Hi, my name is Kathy. I'm calling from Milwaukee. Just wanted to say how much I... Love the podcast so far, and um, my favorite episode is definitely the Eisenhower one. So just kind of curious if you have any plans to review any other political-type conspiracies, such as um, 9-11 or um, the JFK assassination. So keep recording some awesome shows, and I will keep being a listener uh, all the time. All right, thanks. Bye. All right, thanks, Kathy, for calling in. Appreciate the uh, the insight and the fact that you're you're enjoying the show. Yes, political conspiracies are, I think, inherently fascinating. Just to be on the level with the audience, a couple of things here. Number one, I have personally stayed a, away a little bit from conspiracy theories relating to political uh, angles because I don't want to step on a lot of toes here. To be honest with you, sure. I think that's one. They're sensitive in nature, and I don't know. I don't. Anyways, that's kind of one point. Uh, the second point is some of them are so involved. 
Like right. to do justice to like the JFK. Well, the, I really the JFK, want to. Like we but, could we could devote like two hundred episodes to yeah. the two hundred different theories about who killed JFK yeah. and yeah. still have leftover material. So I'm not not saying we won't do JFK because that is uh, the the quintessential American conspiracy theory. Um, I I believe we will be doing that, and we'll probably highlight a few of the more popular theories. You know, the lone gunman, the grassy knoll, the uh, CIA angle, the FBI angle, the mafia. See, I mean, there, like yeah, off the top of my right. head, I've already said it's like, like five shows. or six. Yeah. So maybe we'll have to even pare that down. But there are a lot of different angles with that. 9-11, um, I think we could do that. There mm-hmm. are some uh, interesting things with that. Again, you know, the recent, you know, so God, you know, it, it is like how long ago, you know? Not quite 20 years, but it seems recent yeah, right. uh, to That's me right. and you and probably most of our audience here. Um, but there are some very bizarre things that happened on that day or there shortly after or even before that I think are worth talking about. I Well, I don't want to speak for you, Zach, and I don't know if you'll handle this one or if I'll do it. But I probably... And I may, you know, come back and, and completely do a 180 on this, but I, I probably wouldn't go into the angle that George Bush knew this was going to happen and deliberately did this to uh, get us into uh, a war in Iraq. That's probably not the angle I would take. Uh, but that said, you know, if I start digging into it and that seems interesting, yeah, maybe I will. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, the big thing for a lot of these conspiracies and, and like— to pull back the curtain a little bit for how Tim and I go about this is we always, or we start, you know, looking for kind of what the common theories are, maybe what the angle is, angles are, and we we try to put together a bit of a story and how this kind of all fits together. And when you get into some of those uh, really complex conspiracies like 9-11 or JFK, it's just hard to put into like a digestible, you know, 45 minute to an hour show. Right. We would love to do them. It's just going to be, I think, finding the right angle. So if anybody has any ideas, email us. I guess tweet us. Nobody's tweeted us yet. No, no, that's but true. that's okay. <laughs> People called. That's cool. <laughs> that, that is cool. Absolutely. Um, anyway, so uh, that... some other some other political ones. Um, we were talking about, or you were talking about doing one uh, with the Clintons. Yes, the Clinton murders is a really fascinating one, and um, I would love to dig into that one a little bit more. There are many many angles to that one as well. And so I think for me, it'd be just kind of picking, I don't know, maybe one or two main storylines there. But that's like that's like crazy fascinating. I heard about that years ago and mm-hmm. kind of looked into it for fun. And anyways, I'd love to do a show on that one. Yeah, and that said, people, uh, you know, we're, we're doing our best not to show our ideological stripes here. Um, but, you know, it's, it's interesting. And exactly. that's why we would go into it. Another one right now that I would love to do and I've been thinking about for months now is uh, one about the Trump presidency. And there's a lot of different conspiracies going on there. Uh, some of them PG, some of them not so PG. But uh, one one concern I have about doing a Trump conspiracy is that the shelf life could be incredibly short. Good point. Um, yep. we, we could record this at the beginning of the month, release it at the end of the month, and somewhere there in between... We we could be proved 100% true or 100% wrong, uh, which, right. you know, could could be interesting. Um, but the idea that there's this uh, the steel dossier that ha- uh, the Russians have um, 
a uh, illicit tape of him in a Moscow hotel room. That is incredibly fascinating, whether you believe it or don't, or just want to hear more about it. There's the idea that, uh, and then along that, you know, that the Russian government, Putin in particular, has information about uh, Donald Trump that he is using against him as a blackmail is an incredible conspiracy theory. There's also, I'm I'm not even going to go into the obstruction of justice stuff. We'll, we'll let Mueller do that. But um, another one is that he never even wanted to win. He just went in to uh, boost his ratings uh, for a reboot of The Apprentice. He never wanted to win. It's not a job he wanted is uh, a theory that people believe and I think could be worth looking into. Again, guys, these are super deep and super complex, so I would like to do it. I can't promise it, but um, if I get an overwhelming response of emails, tweets, and uh, phone calls that say yes, go for it, or no, don't, then I will follow your lead on that. Okay, let's cut to the next uh, voicemail here. I guess this is uh, Matt from Chicago. Hi, guys. This is Matt from Chicago. I really like your episode on Eisenhower and the secret alien treaty. Um, I really like it if you guys could look into Sirhan Sirhan, the uh, assassin who uh, killed RFK and his possible connections to the CIA and the MK Ultra program. Thank you. Okay, Tim. So I got to say, I know nothing about... Anything you just said, <laughs> but <I'm, laughs> right. I like the way it sounds. So uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah. Well, first of all, Matt from Chicago, thanks for calling in. Uh, we appreciate it. Um, Sirhan Sirhan and MK Ultra. that is some super interesting stuff. That is right up my alley. Um, I think I want to do this one for sure. So thank you. Uh, he, of course, was the one that um, the person that assassinated uh, RFK. And MK Ultra, for those of you who uh, don't have tinfoil hats sitting at your uh, nightstand, um, is a supposed, I believe supposed, <laughs> um, CIA mind control operation. Now, I have also heard, and this is going to show my ignorance before I do the research, so peeling back the curtain again, I am not 100% sure that this is fake. I think... There is truth to MK Ultra. I don't know how accurate the mind control is, supposedly, but the idea is that he was uh, controlled by the CIA to assassinate a political leader before wow. they. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's super interesting. I think the best conspiracies are ones that actually have a shred of truth to them. <laughs> well, yes, I think I think we've learned that. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh huh. But this one, yes, um, I like that MK Ultra. I mean, that alone could be like its own series of episodes but i like that angle for sure so solid choice sir thank you for that great well the next uh let's cut to the next voicemail here it's uh, matt from santa fe down in new mexico calling us give me just a sec here to cue this up all right here we go hi guys this is matt calling from santa fe new mexico i'm calling to to hopefully put you guys in uh, having some local flavor on Crackpot and looking into the Roswell incident. Um, aliens surely visited the site uh, a few decades ago, and I'm hoping uh, you'll look into the uh, government intervention that may have occurred there. Thanks. Keep up the good work on the, on the podcast, and uh, look forward to listening. Bye. Yeah, Matt, thanks for calling, man, and thanks for, uh, thanks for tuning in and calling us. 
couple of thoughts here. Um, Roswell is such a very cool, very, very cool conspiracy. And in keeping with, I think, what we just said, which is there is a shred of truth, truth in the best conspiracies, there's just so much mystery and so much, I think, like credibility to some of the things that happened that it seems like it would be a fantastic episode. Not unlike maybe the JFK piece where, you know, we could probably do 200 episodes related to this as a topic. I think Roswell's kind of in that vein. Um, the, the, What's going to be, I think, important for Roswell is just finding the angle on how we can cover maybe a vast amount of, of content in a pretty concise or 45-minute show. So I think, yeah. Tim, I'm going to throw my hat in the ring for this one. I actually want to do this. Do it. But, Absolutely. Uh, it's I going think, to be a little while for me. I yeah. think a lot of uh, a lot of episodes that come down the road for us are mm-hmm. going to be based on things like Roswell or things like Area 51 or things like uh, what Matt mentioned, the MK Ultra and the CIA mind control and stuff like that. So maybe, yeah, I, I really like that idea. And also, um, who would have thought that our one of our great listeners from the great state of New Mexico would bring up Roswell? Yes. So <laughs> thank you, Love sir, it. for that. Um, but yeah, uh, Roswell, super fascinating. You know, the idea that that UFO crashed and then they said it was UFO and then later they said, oh, no, it's not. It's actually a weather balloon and so on and so forth. So much of the modern... American conspiracy theory is built on that night alone, we would be doing a disservice to our listeners not to talk about it. So, Well, and not only that, but also there have been now, you know, recently in the last, what, six months to a year, all this uh, information disclosed about the United States government dedicating a certain you know, sum of money to yeah. doing, you know, alien research, UFO research. Well, not, not alien research per se. I mean, potentially, okay. maybe. Okay. Like yeah. we, we could draw that we could speculate. But, I think that's the... Yeah, but research based on truly unidentified aerial phenomenon that we don't understand, our government doesn't understand, our military doesn't understand, trying to research and figure out what the heck is going on. But yeah, it all goes back to that night in Roswell, New Mexico, where something crashed and we don't know. So dynamite idea. Thank you. Awesome. Well... It's good hearing uh, some voices come through on the on the crackpot line, folks. Um, we'd love to keep this up, maybe do one or two of these a month, but we absolutely need your feedback, your voice to call in, leave a message for us. So that way, we've got something to go off of here. So please do call the line. And what's Six, that number? Oh, let me just uh, let me just spell it out for you. You ready for this, Tim? You got your got your. Uh, I got my pen. Okay, cool. I was gonna say pencil, but whatever. Six one two eight eight eight. 3090. That's 612-888-3090. What you have to do is you call. Nobody's going to pick up, by the way. You just call, let it ring. You leave a message. I think you get up to like five minutes to say whatever you want. If you have more to say, I guess you could call back and leave another message, and I'll just stitch them together here in the in the recording software. But uh, again, we'd love to hear your voice. And uh, call in with your, uh, with your hot takes. Call in with some uh, future show ideas, and we'll, we'll, we'll do what we can to get around to it. One more time. 612-888-3090. Nice. And that number is in the show notes and has been for quite a while. I don't blame you if you haven't seen it. I won't judge you, but it's been there. So you can always go back and look at this, this show notes or the show notes previous and click on it there from your phone or computer or wherever. And uh, that's it. So, again, thanks, guys. A little bit shorter this week, but we do love that audience participation. So please keep calling. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks so much, and as always, please be sure to rate us and review us. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors. Thanks so much. We really do appreciate it. 
Calculator. Thanks, everybody. 